Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy, Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. Set review. I am your host Matt, and with me, as always, it's Will. Welcome, everybody. We are here today to talk about, as you can probably guess, Black Panther: yes. Wakanda Forever. A small movie that has not made a ton of money. So hopefully, we bring a little bit of awareness to the movie from this podcast. It would it make like 131 million on its opening weekend, just in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to make so much more. Oh yeah, it's, it's going to cross the billion dollar mark. And oh yeah, I think a, just yeah. because obviously of what it is, and it's you know Chadwick, and it's a, how are they going to do it, and there's all these questions and. Yeah, this this movie blew me away. I mean, we were we oh, talked yeah. about it. We were super hyped for it, but it was it was even better than I like. My expectations were high. It was even better than that. Yeah, it's definitely in my top ten MCU movies. I would say so, and, and I would and I would also say no disrespect to Chadwick. I would say it's better than the first Black Panther. You know, um, I, I I can see that because even though the first Black Panther was great, yes, it still followed that Marvel origin mo- movie like tropes right. of like, oh, the villain is a carbon copy because they've done that in like almost all of the, like the origin movies and like you know, and he has to battle with like his true self and da 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 da, and it's like you know, kind of fit the tropes, which was like okay, but it was a good movie. All the acting and the costumes that won an Oscar definitely deserved it. Probably got another one this time. Um, but no, I think I did like it better than the first one. Yeah, and I and I think like you said, I think that saying that this one is better doesn't really take anything away from the first one. Oh, right. One, no, I know? think it's just, just I think just yeah. honestly the stakes were bigger cuz with yep. Black Panther it was just like very much like just about Wakanda. Right. And like the him whereas this one was way bigger than the scope, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, and that that I think is the for me I think the thing that this movie <clears throat> did the best because one thing that I've always one issue that I've always had with a lot of um, specifically DC movies Marvel doesn't really do this very often but the biggest issue that I find with a lot of solo DC movies is that they always find some way to shoehorn a world-ending villain in there, right? Which makes you think, like, okay, well, where the fuck is Superman? Where the fuck is the Flash? Right. Or you, you mean know, like, like you mean like how Wonder Woman had the world-ending villain that hinged his whole entire plan on wishing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And this movie, right, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, felt very big, very epic, and it was a lot broader in scope than the first one. But it still wasn't like, oh my god, where like you're, you don't. You don't sit there finding yourself asking like, "Where the fuck is Thor? Where the fuck is Iron Man?" Right. You know, it, very like, felt, it felt contained and like this is they're supposed to handle this threat, right. Type of deal. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about first? I got my um, notes. There's I so think, much I think good the, in this I movie. Start at the beginning. Let me tell you the opening of this movie because I didn't know where they were. Like, we're going there. We're going for it, and we're gonna kill them off in the first ten minutes. And I was like, 
And like, you know, you never know what, what kind of theater you're going to get. I feel like the theater people you're with also, you know, make the movie. And there was a lot of silence in this movie, which oh, yeah. I liked. And you could hear pin drop. And we were we went Thursday, technically like opening day. Like, that, you know what I mean? And you could hear a pin drop because like we didn't know. And then I'm like, and they're like, oh, no, he's dying. He's crashing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, they're, they're, he's dying right now. I thought it was maybe going to be like, oh, something happened. But like, no, like. They really did it real life because there was a few times in the movie where she was like, oh, like, he had this illness or he didn't tell us. And by the time I could help him, and, you know, sure, he was like, I couldn't help him by the time he said he needed help. And I'm like, oh, they're, they really were like, we're going to mirror this and to see, the real world. And that was such a little detail that I absolutely loved because, yes, right, it did mirror what actually happened in real life, right? Like, I remember when he died, I was like, wait, what? He was sick? Like, you, right. you had no exactly. idea. But it, it also just, that subtle little detail really kind of fits with the character in the MCU, his role oh, yes. of, like, protector and king right. and, 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 and like, he's not to gonna tell. Yeah, he's not going to tell. Because, he, again, all of Wakanda looks up to him, so he's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got a bit of pride about him, you know, right? Oh, like you, you see that a lot, especially in Civil War, right, where he has that. He's he's very a very proud person, right. and it comes through a lot. So I thought that a small little detail talking about that, but I really liked how that played out. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then kind of where that then sends Sherry's character, which, like, you know, the first movie, I think she was kind of played for comedy and kind of a foil. Definitely. But, like, you want to talk about a story arc and just, like, they they did a lot of things in this movie of kind of showing both sides of the same coin. That was, like, a big theme I saw in, like, you know, how Sherry becomes Black Panther is very different than the way T'Challa did and then how she... Like, now then, then when she becomes Panther, like, what she stands for, very different. Same thing, like, how Talakan and Wakanda, how they get two sides of the same coin. And her story arc, I thought, was so interesting. You know, how, you know, you know she, like, she would have probably killed Namor. Like, she was yeah. ready. She was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She didn't care, which I was like. I loved. Yeah, and, and 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 I agree. Like that, her her story arc was incredible because it was like, it was it was the first Marvel movie where you really didn't have a hero, mm. right? Like, oh yes, I, now, now you said it, I'm like, right? Because like, like that. Shuri for the first half of the movie was reluctant to even consider taking on the Black Panther mantle, even though the people of Wakanda are right. kind of... And she was still a little boohoo. Right, exactly. You know, she was she was very much, very dark, very, I, I hate the world, like, you know, that, that line where she talks about wanting to let the world burn or, like, you know, whatever was right. a really powerful thing. And then even when she does take up the mantle, right, you have, like, you have one superhero moment, right, where she drops down from the aircraft. Right, the, and then she's like... And then she's like, I'm gonna go fucking cut an Amor's throat, like, let's fucking go, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they play like the big music and you're like alright here's a superhero moment she's like yo I'm gonna murder this motherfucker <laughs> oh yeah exactly and uh yeah it was it was it was so interesting and kind of talking about how she becomes Black Panther is like you know when T'Challa did he comes out of the ground and the ancestors and his father is there and it's a lovely moment and she then takes the heart shaped herb and she's like oh my god I'm gonna see T'Challa I'm gonna see daddy and it's like Killmonger's like Oh, y'all thought though, dude. I was that such was, a good cameo that, that didn't the, leak. Which yeah, I was like shocked. Yeah, that was the biggest. Like, I I thought that they were gonna find a way to 
put just him in the movie. Just because he was such movie. a big character. Right, you know, and like, and he, and because and, uh, a lot of fans were like upset that they killed him because right. he was such a great character. He could have done, you know, more in other movies or whatever, but whatever, neither here nor there. I, when he was on that fucking throne, like, and even like the symbolism of him being on the throne, like, that's where her vision is. Because the child is off, you know, in the fucking Lion King world, right? With exactly. his dad in the clouds. In it's, all, it's all happy yeah. and spiritual. And she's like in a burning throne room, and he's like, sup. You know? Right. <laughs> just but like, just even like, again, two sides of the same coin, because it's like, you know, yes, you took the heart shaped herb and all that great, but you took it under these, like, I want to say false pretenses. She took it for revenge. Right, yeah, yeah. You didn't take it because you wanted to be the ultimate protector. You took it because you wanted to kill somebody. So that's why y'all get me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, and then I also like, you know, to, to all of that as well, like like sticking with, with the way that they were painting her character, her story, like, you know, she didn't tell anybody. Like, everybody's asking her, who'd you see in your vision? Who'd you see? She's like, I saw nothing. I saw nothing. Like, she didn't right. want to tell right. anybody. She like, was in, not embarrassed, but she was just like, because I think she. Because how would it look, right? Like, yeah, how would it look? How would people think? Like, right. if you're. You oh, know, did you see, brother? No, I saw Killmonger. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Right. Yeah, because that, that for me was the one. Like, I knew I knew going into it, we all knew going into it that, that T'Challa, like, you know, they, they made a point they weren't going to recast T'Challa, right? right. And that, they, that he wasn't going to be the Black Panther. So we all knew going into it to expect not to see him. But there was a part of me going into that scene. I was like, are we going to get the Princess Leia thing here? Are they going to, like, you know, digital <laughs> on somebody to, to just have, oh, like, a 30-second... Right. Oh, you're yeah, right, because that's what I was like. Well, you always see, like, when you become the Black... You see the most previous Black Panther. Exactly. Point. And I'm like, are, I thought they were going to do, like, the over-the-shoulder. Right. And then you just see the back of his head, and then they can just, like, splice some voice clips. Yeah, you could have or... done... And, and I'm, I'm sure there's some, like, old voice tracks of him lying around. They could have found a way to weave in, but... But I'm so glad that they just went the complete opposite direction and were like, bam, here's Killmonger. Because that was yeah. just, it was so perfect, not just amazing fan service, but it really clicked with the whole story and her whole story arc. Exactly. Speaking of uh, story arcs, one, um, I don't feel like I got enough. Okoye had such an interesting arc. I, let me tell you, now mind you, I know Ramonda had to do it, but she had me gagged when she was like, oh yeah, Okoye. You're done. Oh my god! And I was like, yeah. wait, oh, 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 uh, not. I'm like, but she's she's tasked with protecting the princess, and she. But Shuri went on her own accord, and Koya kind of took the heat for that. But that's in there, in there. But I thought her arc was very interesting. This movie, it was too. incredible. Yeah, Cause it, it was the it was by far the most development she's ever gotten. Oh yeah, you know, because like, really... in the other besides other Black Panther, she's very much shows up. You need a badass chick for a right. few minutes, and she's in and out. And, and and she like every time she appears on screen, I absolutely love it. Like especially like that scene in Infinity War. You know when uh, the when Proxima Midnight is like, you know, you're all alone. And Black Widow and Aquaria, like, she's not alone. And they just, like, fuck up Proxima right. Midnight. And then, it was and such then, a great scene. Right. And then Scarlet Witch comes and she's like, and you've been up yeah. there the whole time? Like, yeah. girl, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Aquaria's development in this movie was wonderful. And and oddly enough, though, too, it's, it's funny because to your <coughs> point earlier about Shuri in the first movie <coughs> being comic relief... Okoye was definitely some comic foil oh, in this movie, and it, like, she she nailed it. Like she absolutely nailed it, especially the scene when they're on campus and she's right, wearing that like ridiculous outfit. Like uh, right, and then like she's like like you know Shuri's like I'm young and hip. I'll go talk to uh, Riri, and then all of a sudden Okoye just like comes out of the bathroom. Yeah. Like I've been here the whole time. I was like, <laughs> dude, yeah, Okoye was amazing, and that yeah. that fight scene on the bridge, ah, uh, was. 
When, well, oh, when oh. her and Atuma really went yeah. toe-to-toe. And she fucked up the other Atlanteans yeah. first. Or the, I, the, I also, yeah. speaking of that, I just brought him up. Like, I loved that, like, respect, but we also want to kill each other. Like, low-key under storylines she had with Atuma. Because they fought, what, like, two, three times? Yeah, in twice. Movie? Like, it was good. Those, story, those character storylines where you have two enemies but they have mutual respect for each other because of like their warrior nature right those are those characters and those storylines like always resonate so much with me like i love you know like you saw it a lot i don't, I don't know what like the last samurai is the first movie that popped oh, into my okay. head like, but oh yes, yes those sorts of storylines and characters i absolutely love because it really shows like the humanity of you know war and battle in a sense where it's like you know kind of don't want to do this i kind of respect you for the kind of worry you are but right. i'm also gonna fucking kill you right you know like <laughs> and then I, yeah her just yeah her arc of like really trying to do the most and really trying to protect shuri and kind of riri as well she gets stripped of the title that she worked so hard for and then doesn't let her define her still comes back becomes the midnight angel which speaking of that was very they did not see that coming now mind you i did not do as much research as i did so let's talk but, about yeah, that yeah but i'm like was midnight angel in the comics that i don't know so let's so honestly i i don't know i didn't do the research on that but let, let's quickly just pivot to things we didn't like about this movie because they are very few and far between oh, okay, and this is one of two that. things that i didn't like about the movie Ooh, all right work all right, and that's and, it. and again <laughs> i when i say i didn't like right, it, it's, it's not like it destroyed the movie for you yeah. it's, just, it's just we have to nitpick right exactly <laughs> and, and the and the only reason i'm nitpicking it is because it um to, back to the point that i had just made about the um the the warrior respect right. or whatever because for me it would have been it, it took away from some of that story by giving her this advantage of oh, the suit. Okay. It would have been so much cooler for me if she had just like if it was just a cool looking set of armor with no additional features. Oh right. But they basically gave her like thing. a mini Iron Man suit. It's like suit. a mini Iron Man suit. Yeah. Like that kind of ruined it for me because like the the coolness the the coolest part about Okoye and the whole uh, Dora Milaje is the fact that they're really just normal people for the most right, part. Right, they're just trained they're just really well. They're just super, like, like, and like you saw that right in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right, when they beat the shit out of uh, um, John Walker, right, right. and then he's like, they weren't even super soldiers, right? It's like, that's the inherent coolness of the Dora Milaje is that they're just fucking badass. Exactly. And they have the vibranium weapons, but that's it. So that just it just took away from I, a little I, bit of the development. For I do me. agree with because also I just like even though I thought it was cool, but when you think about it um, overall, it just it was a little out of place with the movie for me because they like it wasn't just her. They gave one to Aneka, I believe her name was. Oh, yeah, and it was like oh, so they made two of them, but it was only two. It's not like the whole Dora Milaje I got you know, the Midnight Angel to work with. It was just them two. They made two suits. So that that was the one point that I was... It was, it was cool, but I was just like, I didn't understand the point of just making two random suits. Yeah. That yeah. that was one of those things that felt like just... It It was like Marvel kind of like... We need a cool moment. We need a cool moment, things. yeah. Because yeah. it was a cool moment, right? Like the, the Calvary coming in, right? Like that's always a cool moment in Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, it was just a little, a little out of place for me. I didn't, I didn't really, I could have done without it. Like, like you said, it didn't take anything away really for me, mm-hmm. but it also didn't really add anything either. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I didn't like. Oh yes, I'm interested to hear. 
did not like Ironheart. What? Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, so what? What was the the piece? So, so first of all, I should I should say full disclosure that from a comic book perspective, I absolutely hate the character of Ironheart. Oh, interesting. Look at, look at me. Oh, look, look, at, me look at you yeah. fucking up the social media. I know, fucking up the whole thing. Um, I, 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 I think that she is a, in the comic books, a, okay. a waste of a character. It's a, it's a freaking just like they, it, it was right around the time where they're doing that whole thing where they made Amadeus Cho the Hulk and Jim oh, Foster okay. Thor, right? And it just, the whole, that whole cast of characters just reeked of, were out of ideas. Okay. Right, it's like make like Amadeus Cho in particular was a cool character before he became the Hulk. Making him the Hulk ruined him. Okay. The backstory behind Riri becoming Iron Man was just so bland and boring. Like she's just this child prodigy. Well, that's why I think they might explore in her show. Right. So because I, think, I did feel I didn't understand. Like I mean, I guess that was the whole point. Kind of like what they do with Black Panther and Civil War. They give you enough where you're like, oh, but I have questions. So like my, again. I left that movie, again, I didn't do a ton of research on Reeve Williams, but I left that movie being like, okay, so like, how does she have access to this Stark tech? Why does she have access to it? Like, why is she the only one that could do it? Um, what was the point of the red car? That was a big point they made. Like, yep. I have all these questions. Is like, why her and no one else? But I guess that's kind of the point they yeah. wanted to make. So, like, for me, it was, like, like the her in the movie. I liked her character. I thought the actor that played her did a phenomenal job. She was great comic relief. She played a nice little part for Angela Bassett's character with that motherly thing. Yes. Right? Her armor looked cool. Her action scenes were cool. What I didn't like was just the fact that she was even in the movie. Like, she, oh, okay. the, the stakes were so high with everything else that she like for, for but my she was, but she was the linchpin of the story I mean well she was but here's Namor the thing though, would have never showed up if she didn't make the the vibranium looking correct machine. but here's the thing though you could have literally made that anybody pick any one of the other super geniuses that uh, exist yeah, yeah. in the Marvel Universe and have them make the machine and have Namor go after him that doesn't also need to contribute to the battle like the movie would have not changed at all really right. you know you would have lost a little bit with the Angela Bassett motherly connection thing right you know we'll talk about that in a minute yeah. but like like my, my biggest issue with her was that she didn't need to be there it didn't really add anything for the movie for okay. me but like I like you said though I, li- I liked I liked her her armor I liked her character I'm excited to see her in other MCU things yes for this movie could have done without her the, and it's funny you mentioned her armor her armor is one thing that I don't want to say I didn't like but the one point that like you when you watch the first Iron Man before he even gets to the Iron Man suit we know we had three different versions she went from janky, in the garage, can kind of fly but not really, to full-on, like, Mark 43 Iron Man suit and got it. And yes, I know she had access to Wakandan tech, but I'm just, there was, the jump was all like, I, I needed a one in the middle. Again, this is me splitting hairs. But no, it, yeah. it literally went from like, oh, I'm like... She almost like the first one almost looked like Sigourney Weaver in the alien. Like you sit in it yep. and you control the arms and the legs. And then you see what she's in during the battle and you're like, where did this jump come from? Like it yeah. was that. But I mean, the armor was cool, but it I, it was yeah. a little fast for me. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. But it, and it's one of those things that we kind of have to sort of accept now in this part of the MCU because you, you even kind of answered your own question but you said like you know she's in Wakanda she has access like when they're writing that script somebody in the writer's room is going well how did she develop it so quickly and somebody else is going Wakanda. she's in fucking Wakanda like, yeah, like, okay. just, yeah. she's in Wakanda done you know it's, it's like you ever seen the movie Thank You for Smoking 
No, but I've heard of it. So there's this great scene in that movie where they're talking about how to market cigarettes okay. um, like in movies. And Rob Lowe is like this movie producer. And he's talking about a scene where characters are smoking in space. And, and the guy goes, he goes, he goes, well, wait a minute. How are they smoking in space with no oxygen? And Rob Lowe goes, oh, it's one line of dialogue. Thank God we invented the whatever machine, right? Like, oh, it's like <laughs> that kind of logic, right? Where nerds like us that are hyper-focused on it, we're going to look at it. We're going to be like, eh, she's a Wakanda. Eh, they got some Wakanda shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's what the, that's almost I feel like what we're seeing like now. Like if you look at the last couple of movies, like they're like, oh, we're just throwing characters in. Like, we're just doing it. Yep. Like even like because we, we, we just mentioned before we started talking like Moon Knight, right? Moon Knight introduced uh, Golden Scarab, I think her name is Rand, like um, the girl. Yeah, was it Golden? No, the Scar- Scarlet Scarab? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, something, but, something like, Scarab. But, but I'm saying, like, that came out of nowhere. And that's a big comics character, too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so so now we just introduced that superhero. Like, just little things. And then they had, like, Scar. And then, you know, all these characters now, it's like, oh, we're just going to introduce them, like, in a different Because, I mean, it, it's like reading, like, watching these movies and TV shows now, it's like reading comics. Like, they, right. they've, they've reached that point, you know, where exactly. it's just like, they can just do this. Because now you just that, accept that is kind of cool, like, when you think about it. Like, because you look at, like, you know, oh, Wolverine shows up in a Amazing Tales number eight. You know, what I mean, he didn't show. He didn't show up in Wolverine number one or X Men number one. It was, you know, down the line. Or like I yep. said, like you know, they 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 premiere in other comics. So I think that's kind of the vibe we're going for. No, it totally is, and it's and so so let's. This is a perfect segue into a little bit of the. Uh, let's talk about the world building that happened okay. in this movie because this movie had a surprisingly a surprising amount of world building. I, I was not yes. expecting it. To have really any at all, given how self-contained the first movie was. But this one had a ton. And it a was ton. easy to follow, not overly complicated, made sense for the most part. And I was like, whoa, all right. Yeah. I like how this worked. Like when Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character showed oh, up. I you loved know, Val showing up. Just, it was so great because it's like, I, me personally, I, I have been chomping at the bit to see more of her character and what she's going to be doing. Obviously, like she's going to be involved with the Thunderbolts in some way. Right, right? yeah. Because she, she's only been in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and then at the end of the Black, Black, Widow, Black Widow, right? Widow, That's yeah. it, okay. When, when she showed up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I... Fucking shit my pants because I knew <laughs> I saw the purple in her hair. I knew immediately who, who she, she was. was. Yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, give me this because th- that whole storyline in the comic, everything surrounding her and all that espionage, spy, Nick Fury. She like right. that. I I just I simp so hard for that shit. So I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, and Julia Louis Dreyfus like in that role. I was like. So just so Such good cast, so perfect. I love the interplay she had with Everett. The, 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 yeah. the funny thing that they were like actually married, right? Point. And then, and like you have her that you know, and and, and those opening scenes too that talked to like the, there was a lot of world building in the opening scenes where uh, uh, Princess, I'm like, I'm sorry, Queen uh, Ramonda, Angel, Queen Ramonda is speaking right to the United Nations. Oh right, and there's that that scene where like you know they they accuse France or they 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 catch France red handed trying to steal vibranium right yeah. and all of that plays more into it because now you you get to see a little bit of like how politics are working in this post snap world right and how exactly. there's so many more super people it was really fucking cool world building um and then yeah. obviously mutant ah oh, like, oh my god and i was like you know they they gave us a little like a little 
little taste in Miss Marvel. It's like, there's a genetic mutation. And you're yeah. like, ah! Yeah. But he, and then like Namor, I love it was so nonchalant. It wasn't even like, yeah, I'm a mutant. And, and I remember us in the theater were like, ah! Like we grabbed <laughs> each other. Because it was like, it was such a nonchalant throwaway comment. But I think that but that made so much sense for Namor because he's been around yes. for fucking millions of, no, yes. but thousands of years where he's like, it's not a big deal for me. And, and you know what though? But see, like for me, that was so genius because not only do you get like the M word finally, but like it's the best way for Marvel to do it because if Marvel were to make like a big fucking deal about mutants, right? Like right. it would feel less impactful. It's so for me, it's so much more impactful to just all of a sudden be like, yeah, mutants exist. Yeah, we, yeah, we've known about them. Yeah, but now, right? Right. And the the vibranium in the the ocean and the dirt and the water that to me is like brilliant storytelling. Yeah, and then it was so interesting. I remember you had to explain it to me because I after the movie I was like. Wait a minute, vibranium. And you're like, no, no, no. The the Talacon people, they like ate or whatever the the plants that were in vibranium rich soil underwater. Underwater. Yep. Whereas like vibranium, like no one in Wakanda has powers, but the heart shaped herb. Right. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it was such a cool little thing too. Because like Shuri even had that one line, right? Because when they were all surprised, like, how can there be vibranium anywhere else in the world? And Shuri was like, well, if you think about it. It came through a meteorite. Stands right. to reason that maybe another meteorite landed somewhere else in the world, and, the, and like ninety percent of the planet, or was covered in fucking o- in water. Stands, right. stands to reason, right? So now, for for me, that's just such brilliant storytelling because now you can take that story element and just put vibranium in other parts of the world right. because and now have d- people ingest it in a different way. Right? Because now does vibranium become the new Terrigen mist? I was just gonna say it, it reminded <laughs> me, like, like seriously, there is somebody in the writers' room was like, "Hey, remember when Agents of Shield did that really yes, brilliant I was thing? Say, remember it was in the water." and then ended up in the pills and everyone starts taking the pills and shit and like there you go. The, oh my god I remember that there you go that's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon and we're gonna do an episode about this but oh, yeah I mean, be a long it's, <laughs> yeah but it's like it's, it's, it's just so genius because now they have a way to just say yeah mutants are here done Right. Exactly. No questions asked. <laughs> now, going off of one second, because we're, we're there and just devering off. So now, obviously, we know X-Men is coming. Now, do you think that when X-Men comes, it's literally like, oh, all these vibranium people, and we're starting literally at year zero? Or do you think it's going to be like a Spider-Man thing where they, like, you know, like, when, when they brought Tom Holland in, we didn't have to watch him get bitten and Uncle Ben die. Like, it was like he was already established and so we yeah. moved on. And do you think X-Men's going to be like that? Like, they've been around for a hot minute? Or do you really think we're starting, like... Like how first class was like, oh, we got to like build the school now. I think it's going to be a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. I think we're going to get, I think they're really going to play heavy on characters like Wolverine, right? Who you, and, and Namor, right? Who have been around for a very long time and have been mutants for a very long time. But the term mutant wasn't common knowledge. Right. So there's no really kind of understanding where their abilities come from. So they're, they're going to play on that element, I think. But by and large, I think they're going to introduce the you know the X-Men and the, the core team as very much a first class type of thing. A younger, a younger group of mutants discovering their powers gotcha. for the first time. Yeah. Um, I think that... Because that, that, that way they can start young and sign them on for 10 movies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? Because like, to me, that makes the most sense. Because to me, you're going to have a with as much that has happened in the MCU you're going to have a a really impossible time trying to explain 
that the X-Men have existed for right. even five years, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. where have they been this whole time? Of course, you could you could maybe tell some fucking crazy yeah. Shi'ar story, you know? Like, we've, <laughs> we've been in fucking space with the Shi'ar, clapping Shi'ar cheeks for the last oh ten years God. while Thanos was around, you know? Like, you, you, but, but it's not, it's going to be flat if they do it yeah, that way. I think yeah. they're better to start from the ground up. Gotcha. Um, speaking of, well, I mean, we kind of already started with Namor. I thought Talacon, the look of, like, the... I don't know the city. I guess you can call yeah, it a city. city yeah. Was amazing. I Genius. loved the way they looked when they were on, like the way they had like the little mask on like their necks and stuff, and then like um, what was the girl? The girl general. That's oh, Namora. Namora, yeah. yeah. And the feathers and like the headdress, like, like all of that oh Aztec ins- and Mayan inspiration. Oh, it was so beautiful. A, yeah, such a smart choice. Yeah, because I mean, all the imagery is there. You can know? I tell you my favorite little detail about uh, about the city? Yeah. And, and just the, the population in general. Um, so, like you said, beautiful everything. I loved how they just talked underwater. Oh, yeah. Like they just talked because sound travels underwater. So it stands to reason that these people that have been living underwater for hundreds of fucking years have found a way to communicate underwater by just using their fucking voice, as opposed to in goddamn fucking Aquaman, where they live underwater, they can't talk underwater. They got to create air bubbles underwater. Uh, yeah. That was like the dumbest fucking thing. I it drove me insane. Forgot that existed. It's like it, it. It gets to the point where it's like, at what point do you need to like? explain science like comic books and just kind of let them be comic books right right like like in aquaman they were trying to explain this in a scientific way which did make sense but it was fucking dumb they talk underwater they live underwater they just sound that travels underwater they fucking talk underwater case closed right (laughs) we we kind of made we kind of we already touched on point kind of in black adam how like oh like they talked like why didn't you just have them speak english exactly in the beginning and just like just the suspension of they spoke English. Who gives a shit? Like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there, there are certain things you just need to sometimes sit back and be like, it's a fucking comic book. It's comic book, and it's a comic book movie. Like the guy has wings on his feet. Yeah. Like, like let's not get caught up in the minutia. Like and exactly. Talk? It's like it's like it's like when those people. It's like it's like when people get mad about like alien movies, and yeah. they're like, well, how do the how do the aliens know English? It's like, bro, shut the fuck up, okay? Right. Like, <laughs> or like how Ridley Scott got like hung on the cross because he started making like different versions of the alien, like, oh, God, the little yeah. one, the big one, and they're like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, it's aliens and shit. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I'm Prometheus, like the the one thing gets with the engineer and that makes the real alien like what? Yeah, everyone got- <laughs> and everyone's got all like butthurt about it. And then so Namor, dude, bro, beautifully done, amazing casting choice. And he doesn't have like a ton of credits to his name either. Like I looked up Tenoch Tenoch Huerta, yeah, and like he was in like like Narcos was like his biggest show, but he wasn't in like a ton of stuff like yeah he's big in mexico but he hasn't really broken into the u.s market yet and like i mean just you know for people of in my community i mean he was daddy (laughs) <laughs> I was like, like he had, like when he like when my mom is like trying to talk him about, it and he just like gets like real close and he like does a little eyebrow thing. I was like, ah, yeah. Well, to, to touch on that for people in my community, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> God <laughs> damn, girl! I had, I like I never really realized what a fucking smoke she is. Really? Oh she's, my! Ah, oh, she's always been good. I mean, I, I like like when I go back and I think about it now, I'm like, yeah. There, I don't know something about that outfit she was in, like that one scene where she's standing on the beach uh, and her yeah, ass yeah. is just like. 
because there's nothing else. There's nothing else there except right. for the ocean and the sky. And and you're her like, ass. God damn, her ass is just like its own hemisphere. Like, just she was. I'm sitting there and my pants are getting tight in this fucking movie. Oh and I'm my like, God, God. damn. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I thought he was great, phenomenal. He, it, it well acted, and his character was just so. Oh my on God. Point. And then it's funny because I didn't even see like you know like the whole big of thing of Namor's like oh he's anti-hero. I didn't even get that from him. No, he even... was straight villain in this in this movie. But, it but was, not even villain, like yeah, sympathetic but, villain. Yeah, sympathetic villain. Because and then again talking about going back to that theme of like on the like two sides of the same coin, and then when Shuri has the spear to him and it kind of goes back in time and, and she goes, Oh shit, we're literally doing the same thing. Like my my people are like in trouble, so I'm attacking you. Your people are in trouble, and you're attacking me. We're literally like doing the same fucking thing. Yeah. Then why is you like? Why am I supposed to be so here, and you're the supposed to villain? We're we're just want to protect our respective communities, and and I I really liked that like like the, the whole themes of like we're all the same but different like because even they had a little hand gesture i mean it was the kamehameha <laughs> that was so great i love but that. um but even but you know wankata has their little gesture right. they have a gesture they have a hierarchy of people like that i i just really liked that no moment. i completely agree and like what uh namor was pitch perfect for me because like you said yeah not really anti-hero but not really full-on villain either, but he's the best kind of villain because he's a villain that you can understand where he's coming from. Like, he's not... Like, he has a... Like, yeah, he wants to take over the surface world, he said, but, like, he explained why he wants to take over the surface world, and his reason for wanting to do it is just not because he's a dick. Like, right. Unlike Thanos, <laughs> he was like, Thanos, why do you want to kill half the universe? He's like, because I think be, I, I think it'd be good. But I'm like, but where's your data, man? Like, where's the... You need receipts for this. Yeah, man. No, yeah. no, but really, Thanos wanted to kill half the people because he thought it would be good. Yeah, but that was everybody else. Yeah, yeah, but indiscriminate. But he was like, "No, I want to kill the surface world because Walt, we're just trying to chill underwater and y'all being extra." Yeah, no, he was his. The way they wrote his character was so well done because not only was it highly comic accurate. Um, oh yeah, you know, but it's even just, his little booty shorts too. Right, they even gave him the little fucking booty shorts. It was so great, and like it just. His, you really kind of understood like that whole middle segment of the movie where Shuri is a you know quote unquote prisoner right of right. his well, of her and but, Riri, yeah. right but he's treating her like an equal because right, he know, said he goes oh please change into this this is what we give royalty when they come dude, visit us like that whole segment of the movie was so beautifully done because you really got to understand Namor as a character and you got to and and Riri uh, Riri um. Uh, Shuri grew as well, and they had that whole dichotomy, which made their meeting at the end of the movie that much more powerful oh, and impactful. I love, one of their final fight. I, I now I'm trying to. My mom wants to go see it, so I'm waiting for her. But I definitely want to see it again. Yeah. But their final fight was one of, was one of my faves. Oh yeah. Like how she like basically. I love how she's like, we got to make you a raisin, and then we beat you, which I loved. And he and then he's like, he you know breaks out of the ship, and they. they like, I would say one of the more brutal, like, MCU fights, first of all, Shuri took getting impaled very easily. She 
whoop, just popped right off. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, that well, she, was... Remember she, she ripped his fucking wings out at one point. Remember that? Oh, I, I love one. that. That was so brutal. And I was he like, was oh. screaming. Yeah, it was wild. The wings were really cute, though. I love the wings. I just, I mean, I couldn't believe that they, they actually did that with the ripping, because that was like a, like a visceral thing. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, you know. it was good. And even like, yeah, their fight was great. Maymore was great. I love the way, and you had mentioned this too, the way he used the wings. Like it almost, it was, it almost felt like he was on roller skates in the air. And this, these, these are the little details that Marvel, that make Marvel movies great because he, yeah, like he didn't fly like other characters that can fly in the MCU fly, right? Right. He he was more kind of like running, walking on air. Um, and it was just like a very like a little detail, but it just added more to the mystique and the uniqueness of the character. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the one thing that they are going to need to watch out for, I think, in future movies, so they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner, okay. is his weakness, right? Um, oh, and he needs water, right? So, oh, basically, because if they could do if they do another Infinity War and they're all in space, he's fucked. Exactly. Unless someone's like, I got a bucket here, like <laughs> exactly. But they 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 were smart in the sense where they they made it so that it wasn't so much him being out of water. He was like, where they, where they, she trapped him in the ship with like the fucking heaters, right? Like that, that was smart that they did that because otherwise they would have really written themselves into a corner. Because in the comic books, he can be out of water for a very long time. Right. It's one of his mutant powers. Is it's that, just, it's just that he was getting his ass beat. Right. He was dehydrated, so he had no water in him. Then he was able, because he could still talk, but he was getting the ship beat out of him and he needed the water to like revitalize his strength. Right. But they can also, like, if they do another, like, oh, you're in space, I can see Shuri or, like, you know, Riri. They do what he did to the Telecon and they just have, like, something. You put little, a little, yeah. Like, the, in, uh, what was it in, um, uh, in Hellboy, right? Where the oh yeah, Abe Sapien, yeah, exactly. the, the collar. On. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little, a little fix they could easily do. Because in the comic books, when he's at full power, he's almost as strong as the Hulk. Like, yeah, he is a major, and, and they really played to his strengths in this movie. But yeah, it's one of those things I want to make sure they just don't like lose sight <laughs> of that. Um, but yeah, his character. I mean, he was for me. It's like. He, he, I mean, like Thanos, Loki, like Namor in terms of, oh, yeah, like hierarchy of like, yeah, villains. They, they, yeah. Um, so when we were talking about, you know, characters and stuff, because I have this in my notes and it was kind of a big moment, um, they done killed off my girl Ramonda. I was shocked, and then I was like, oh, wait. But, like, Marvel's doing this thing of, like, we're killing off all the mother characters because May got chopped in the last movie, too. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting, like, theme of, like, oh, now we're doing shocking deaths all of a sudden. I so I am so here for it because I'm so sick of people being, like, there's no emotional stakes in Marvel movies. Right. Like, that's, first of all, that's never been the case. But now I'm glad that, you know, Kevin Feige is up there, like, you want emotional stakes? Fine. You dead. You dead. You dead. <laughs> like it's like the Oprah meme. Like you get a death, then you get a death, then everybody's gonna get a fucking death now. Yeah. And like and um, you know what? If it makes sense for the story, I don't want characters to just die, die for the, sake of, for it, the right. sake of inflating some you know emotional stakes. But if it makes sense for the story, and in this case it did, I think it it was so well done because it really like stripped Shuri of everything that she had right mm -hmm. it really brought on that revenge motif more um and, and i think also she didn't have her mom to like pull her back 
You know what I mean? It, and it kind of was the catalyst for her finally doing the Black Panther thing. Maybe not under the best pretenses, but it got her there. Got her there, yep. And, uh, I mean, I just, I thought Angela Bassett was great, this movie. She was phenomenal oh, in this movie. So good. Yeah. But her her speech, um, when she was like, I've lost everything. Have I not given enough? I was like, ah! Yeah. And that yeah. happened earlier. That was like the first scene of the movie. I know, it was so good. Yeah, this movie just threw you the fuck right into it. Oh, I know, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I was upset that she died because I liked her, and I just... And, you know, but I think also they did that to segue to then segue us into what happened in the mid credit scene. Because now it's like Shuri has nobody. She has no family. And then the mid credit scene of like, but wait a minute. So Let's good. jump in. Yes. It was so good because I also loved how it had. Because I remember I spent the first like third of the movie being like, where is Lupita Nyong'o's character? Like, what? Right, because we well, we knew she was in it because it showed in the promotional. Right. Theory. So you're like, all right. And then like, but then where? where yeah, like, why is she not in Wakanda? Where is old like, girl at? Yeah. And I like how they explained, they gave you a little bit of the history about how she left, you know, after. Right, where, we, where she snap, was during the blip right? or the blip or whatever. Yeah, yep. snap blip. And she couldn't bring herself to come to the funeral. Like, I, that was all that exposition was great. And then, yeah, that mid-credits scene, you're like, oh, but also... I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and now oh, I was so interesting. And now it's like, I remember seeing that, and I'm like, oh wow, we got a lot here because they can go because oh, let's let's just call it what it is. They're def we're setting up Young Avengers point blank in the period yeah. because because. She-Hulk made it very well known in their, like, last episode. Like, you know, when there was, like, turn away because the effects guys are doing something. They played the Wakanda theme. So they knew in She-Hulk. They knew Wakanda Forever was coming after that. And I just find it very interesting how we introduce Hulk, Son, and She-Hulk. And, like, the next Marvel property to come out, now we're introducing another kid. Yep. And I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Because my question is, is, like... Phase five is, we know all the movies in phase five. Then in phase six, you have the two Avengers movies, but they already have their titles. So I don't think we're going to get a third Avengers movie well, of just know, Young Avengers. Honestly, I think that if they do Young Avengers, I think it's going to be a series. Um, really? Yeah. All the big characters? Do you think, like, do you think it's going to be a Disney Plus series? I think it'll be a Disney Plus series. Oh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll eventually appear in movies, but I think yeah. the first time you're going to see the Young Avengers as the Young Avengers, is going to be... Oh, I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, because cause also, too, you know, the next movie to come out is Ant-Man and the Wasp, yes. Quantumania, and clearly right, Cassie Lang, right? So that's a big Young Avenger. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a series. And, and also, too, you know, like it, it wouldn't be the first time, right, that Marvel has released their slate of movies and, and moved it shuffled right. things I around they, added shit right. I know, think they like, saw something that was like oh they, they announced like Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars but the Kang Dynasty actually doesn't exist but they didn't want to put put the title as Young Avengers because they didn't want to spoil everything exactly and I was like ah oh, that makes sense yeah I'm fine with that I'm, I'm okay with a little bit of mysticism I would just wish they gave him a different name like we had T'Challa and now we have T'Challa I know right I T'Challa, like, T'Challa was, Jr. yeah and I was like okay but yeah it was so I, I really one of my, I really like the med credit scene just because it really broke open so many things. Oh yeah, and I, I didn't get a chance to look, but I don't think he has a son in the comics. Um, 
I don't think so either. Right, because I did a little, like, very quick research, and I'm like, to yeah. see if there were, like, he had matched a comic character. If he does he have does. a son in the comics, it's something that's happened within the last few years. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, which I don't, I don't think he does, but if, if he does, it's it's a more recent thing. Okay. Um, you know, because, like, obviously, you know, Shuri becoming the Black Panther, that's, that's comic right. accurate, right? You know, um, he didn't die, obviously, but it's, a, you know, a similar story. Um, the, uh... The last thing that I wanted to talk about, yes, my boy Mbaku. Oh yeah, fucking loved, and I my my heart sank for a minute because I thought they were gonna kill him when Namor punched him really hard, right? Oh, and like yes. his armor shattered. I was like, how's oh, I know? Not, not another death. Because like, I fucking loved Mbaku. He was my favorite character in the first movie. I loved how he was just there for support, you know, like in Infinity War and, and yes. Endgame. Like he's just and he was great comic relief. Oh, Fishman, you know, like it was just. So I liked fucking, how he said his, we go find the Fishman and we kill him. Like no, I liked how he said because his name is Cool Cool Khan and he was like yeah. Cool. Like, I was like, all right, relax. But I also like, though, he also came through because, like, when when Wakanda was getting fucked, he was like, all right, bring everyone over here. Dude, and it's more, again, we talked about Okoye and uh, Ramonda. Like, everybody, it's the opening again. You get character development. You get character development. You get everybody got a fucking story in this movie. And it was so, it was just, you know, props to Ryan Coogler, man. Oh, yeah. Just fucking killed all it. the people behind the scenes because that was another note of mine the cinematography in this movie should have if they don't want anything need to be nominated the use of slow-mo shots the use of like just like the way those like water grenades just like oh it was fucking Dude, and that gorgeous that one scene we talked about already but i didn't mean the the bridge fight scene no music Oh yeah, just, there was a lot of use of no music, which was so, so different. Good. Yeah, yeah they and, let, and they let the final was was Shuri and Namor. No music, just amazing. Yeah, and it, it, because it let it breathe, it sounded more real. And maybe that's why we think it's more brutal because there was no like because the music can influence which way you of go. Of course, you know if she's getting the upper hand, it's more triumphant music. Right. If he's getting the upper hand, it's like more yeah. dark. But instead, it's yeah. just I'm gonna rip your fucking wings out of your ankle. No music. You're just like oh, no. <laughs> you just hear the. <laughs> Yeah. And, the, and the costumes department, I think, is definitely going to get another nomination, if not a win. Just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you got on this movie? Because I not, got, I went through all my notes. Yeah, I mean, I guess where do we think this is going to go from here? Like, where do we think these characters? When do we see? When do we think we're going to see them again? Where do we think you know? So that's a very good question, and I have no fucking idea right, because if we're doing young avengers that kid is too young so are yeah. we going to do this huge time jump or is it going to be like now that print i'm going to call him prince t'challa now right. exists are we going to do a multiverse thing of pulling from earth six yeah six five five and he's like oh and he's young and he's older and he can i fight. think i think we're gonna see namor before we see any of the wakandans again because i think they're gonna there's definitely a way for them to again with the world building there's definitely a story i think where they could say you know julia louis dreyfus's character one of her initiatives right in the thunderbolt is you know even though it was technically an attack on wakanda she can be sleazy and be like oh it's an attack on the surface world so now we're gonna send the thunderbolts after namor and these fucking guys right so i can see that happening but I don't know when the next time, you know, we see... Like, honestly, I, th- I think the next time we see Wakanda is when it's a big... Avengers. You know, yeah, yeah. A, big, a big shit happening, you know? Like, 
Because, um, I mean, we're not, there's there's no real reason I can see to have any Wakandans in uh, Quantumania. Um, right. The next movie to come out after that is the Marvels. Yeah. I don't really see any real reason. That's mostly going to be in space, I think. Exactly. You know? Um, well, maybe not. Well, I think it's because they swapped places. So Kamala is in space, but Captain Marvel is in Jersey. True. But I guess you can always fly Back to space? Yeah, but they're probably not going to have the Wakandans. I think the next time you see it is probably going to be in uh, either Young Avengers or or Riri series because Iron because Ironheart's getting on a series, right? Yes, yeah. So you'll you'll definitely definitely see see like a Dora Milaje check up on her or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're they're they're going to be peppered throughout, but I don't think they're going to have any real. But but let me tell you, after Thor: Love and Thunder, I was like, ugh. But then (laughs) this one now makes me like, all right, we're we're going. Yeah. I really like right Thor. Direction. I, I like Thor: Love and Thunder, but it really? was really, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, glad it was I super, wasn't on that. Podcast. It was super cheesy, but I liked it. Oh no, yeah, it, it had its flaws for sure, but it was cheesy. I liked it. <laughs> um, so next, uh, I don't know what the next episode is going to be, um, but I, I mean, I'm, there's plenty of things. There's plenty of things <laughs> to discuss. There's some new movies coming out. Um, we're gonna have to do some prep for our Agents of Shield episode. Oh because, god, there's so many episodes. Yeah, well, because I also want to bring I want to bring somebody else on too to be because uh, I constantly argue with the boys in the Rotten Tomatoes fantasy thing about whether or not Agents of Shield is canon, and I firmly stick to the fact that it a is. lot of it is. Um, but more to come. It's gonna be great. Uh, I'm really excited yeah. about it. This was a great episode. Oh, this is such a good movie. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back very soon with some more uh, race review. I'm Matt. I'm Will, and we'll see you next time. See ya.